Welcome to this week's Future Toolbox podcast. We explore the Z to A of life skills, where each letter stands for a topic and essential tool to help you get ahead in life. Meet Jules and Mark, creators of the multi-award winning Future Toolbox, and enjoy their straightforward approach to creating growth mindsets that help people turn their dreams into realities. Whether you're a teen in education, a parent, a teacher, or part of a community group, start creating positive habits from today. Welcome to this week's Z2A podcast with me, Mark, and Jules from the multi-award winning Future Toolbox. Hello and welcome, everybody. Hello, everybody. Now, this is where we pick a letter and a topic and we discuss how you can use our tools to improve your own personal development and your life. What is the letter today? Hey, so this week we have chosen the letter N, which stands for now is your moment. So yeah, now is your moment to to shine because we are still embracing the theme for this month, which is embracing new beginnings. And there's a lot of people that have got new beginnings and starting new schools, university or college this month. So it's really time to up the belief in your own abilities. Yeah, it's really, really easy to say that, isn't it? It was quite easy, actually. Yeah, you, you did very well there. You did very well there. I believed in what you said. I did. But the question is, how would you do it? That's the big question. You know, I, we can sit here and say, right, off you go. Just go off and believe in yourself. And yeah, think, yeah I be can amazing. Do you are amazing. <laughs> I am amazing, which is a great thing to do. But how do you continue to do that? How do you keep that self-belief that you are able to achieve what it is that you're trying to achieve, whether that be something within your education you're working towards a degree or a GCSE or you've started something new that you're in the beginnings of it and your confidence isn't right up there so we're going to look at how you can build and have what's called your own self-efficacy that, can you say that no no <laughs> you said that word earlier and that's not easy to say at all self efficacy there you go honestly we've been practicing this and that's the first time that he's done it so (laughs) that belief that he could do it and he's done it that's actually a really really good point because the first time you said that word self-efficacy i said i can't say that word (laughs) how are we going to do a podcast and put that in there and then i kept saying to you i can't say that word and you went say it self-efficacy yeah i was practicing (laughs) how how he can say it and he's done it so there you go. But that is one thing, isn't it? We talk ourselves out of saying that we can't do something. We're very, we very do. quick to say, oh, I can't say that word. Okay, whether I can say that word or not is not life-changing. But that language we use is massively important, it isn't is. it? So for those of you that maybe haven't come across this or are a little bit unsure about what is it they're waffling on about, that <laughs> self-efficacy is the person's belief in your own ability to complete a task or achieve a goal and it's about your own confidence in yourselves to be able to control things like your behavior influence over what's happening and keeping yourself motivated in the pursuit of your goal so people have self-efficacy in different situations and domains for example we've talked about school or education but it could be in work within relationships and other important areas it's about keeping that belief in your abilities in whatever area is that you're trying to achieve and that you will be able to do it yeah you've just mentioned two areas there and obviously school is a biggie because a lot of people as we talked about last week have just gone back to school 
We worked with a wonderful group of six formers last week at Spon School in Toaster in Northamptonshire. And these guys were going into year 12. Now, there will be people who are just starting A-levels, students thinking, this is really hard. I don't think I can do this. All of a sudden, I've got to do my own research. I've got to go away and write this piece of work in a completely different way than I've ever written it before because A-levels and GCSEs are so, so different. But another one you mentioned was work. And I mentioned this in the podcast last week that it was actually September when I started my first ever job. And then you said the same. We actually worked out. We both started our working life in the month of September. Yeah, it was Not the same year, though. Not the same year. No, not at all. But again, you go into a new job, maybe you get promoted, you take something new on. And all of a sudden you think, this is really hard. I don't think I can do this. There's always that little nagging doubt in your mind. But sometimes you have to do it, don't you? You've got to go for it. Yes, yes. Because they've had the belief, say if it's a job that you're starting, they've had the belief from meeting you and interviewing you that you can do the job. So what you have to do is prove that their decision was right and that you can do it. But it's really hard sometimes because the doubt will creep in when somebody's teaching you something new and you maybe don't get it the first time like you trying to say that word or even fully understand what we were going to talk about today. (laughs) It will. And it's changing those limiting beliefs about yourself. So yeah, what are limiting beliefs? So limiting belief is just something that's in your own mind, really. And that sounds really, really blunt, but it's down to you whether you do it or not. And if you say you can't do something, then you're sending a message to your brain to say, I can't do that. And can't and won't go very, very close together. So if you say, for example, I can't play the guitar, I'm going to use that because it's something I've just started doing, as you guys know, if you've listened to previous podcasts. Now, if you say I can't play the guitar because my fingers are too small, I've heard that that is quite a common objection. Some people say I can't play the guitar if my fingers are too big. Some people will say, like myself, I don't have great rhythm. So you put an excuse in there. But what you're actually saying is... I won't. I won't play the guitar because my fingers are too big, too small. I don't have rhythm or whatever. Sometimes by changing that language is the way you overcome that limiting belief. So if I say I can't say the word self-efficacy. Oh, that was good. (laughs) I did that on purpose, by the way. But if I say I can't say the word self-efficacy, then I'm just actually saying I won't say that word. Mm. It doesn't matter whether it's something big or small. Whether it's I can't do A-levels or I can't do that part of my job, so I won't go for it. You're just creating that limiting belief and you're just saying, I'm not going to do that. And I guess a lot of it comes into the fear of failure, really. Yeah, we've spoken about that before. And failure is nothing to be feared. I don't think it is. I think it's something to almost, as we say, embrace because two things first of all it means that you've had a go and not everybody does that so if you've had a go at something that you've really wanted to do and it hasn't quite worked out and you think oh that failed see that as a success because you've worked out how not to do it oh okay that didn't work so I need to now work out how it does work (laughs) how I can do it avoiding challenges and not going for those learning opportunities is going to limit your ability to achieve any goals yeah in another example of my quest to become a world famous musician you heard that here yeah (laughs) you've heard it live on air on this recorded podcast of course but in my quest to be a musician I've also started singing on stage now this is something that 
being a public speaker, you'd think being on stage is quite comfortable, but singing is very, very different. Now, last week at our jam session, I tried a song that I tried a couple of times before and it didn't go particularly well. And the reason why it didn't go too well was because the pitch and the timing was a little bit too quick for me. Now, my limiting belief could be that I'm never going to do that again because that went so badly. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm probably doing it down. It didn't go so badly, but there was a bit where I got some words the wrong way around and the timing went out slightly. Mm. So I could think, well, I made a mistake in that. It was obvious. So that's it. Never singing that song ever again. Or I could look at it and think, right, okay, the bit that I got wrong, how can I improve on that? But the bits that I did really well, how can I do them better? And that's what the big key is. A lot of people focus on the mistake. They might go, that song was five minutes long. I messed up 25 seconds of it. So I'm going to focus on that 25 seconds and not the other four and three quarter minutes or whatever. Times that by something on a bigger scale, we always dwell on that one negative comment that somebody might say out of a thousand positive comments. Or we might pick up on that one time that we tried something out of 150 times and we didn't quite get it right. Mm. And somebody said, oh, that wasn't quite right. So it's about picking up and learning what you could do better on the thing that you didn't do very well. But what could you do even better on the things yeah. that you do well? I mean, we all get things wrong. That's an absolute fact. Apart from Mary Poppins. She's practically oh. perfect in every way. Remember that. We, we, everybody needs a Mary Poppins. They do, don't they? <laughs> but apart from her, everybody gets things wrong, yeah. But what you need to do is recognise that maybe you got it wrong, like you are just saying, then try and move on from that and learn from it and move on and work on your strengths and not your weaknesses. Talking about your singing and the fact that singing on stage is completely different to standing up and talking in front of people because it's a brand new experience and you really are almost showing a completely different side to yourself and if you get something wrong you can't hide it because you've got the words wrong you hit the bum note <laughs> you've <laughs> done whatever note, hit a few of them yeah <laughs> but it's practicing and by going and seeing and watching you doing this i can see the improvement in you every mm. single week so it's about conquering those limiting beliefs putting yourself outside that comfort zone in whatever it is that you're trying to achieve and just keep at it and keep having that self-efficacy of I believe that I can do this I believe that I have the skills one other thing that we do a lot and this is something that will hold your self-belief back is comparing ourselves to others yeah massively the guy that I was singing with who plays the guitar our good mate Spence has been doing this for 15 years I could say on stage that he's a lot better than me. I'm never going to be that good. It's got 15 years head start on me. It's always the case, isn't it? If you compare yourself to somebody who's got any type of head start on you, it's going to be difficult to be anywhere near or even better than them when you're a beginner, when you're a complete novice at something. When you are a complete novice or you're just starting out, that's exactly where you are. It's new to you. You're right at the very, very beginning. And the person that is teaching or coaching you or helping you, as you say, has had a lot more experiences. They have got the confidence. They've got the knowledge. They've got the expertise and the ability to be able to do what it is that you're trying to learn. And it's quite normal for you to be sitting there thinking, oh, I'll never be like that. But you have to remember when they first started, they were exactly the same position that you're in when you're beginning something new. They didn't know. They didn't have the confidence. They learned the same as you are doing. Take that experience. Take that knowledge. Take everything that your teachers, anybody that's coaching you or helping you to achieve your goals, your ambitions, because they've walked the walk, haven't they? 
I'm going to chuck in another language change here as well, because sometimes take public speaking, for example, it's something we've been doing for ages. And a lot of people say, I couldn't do that. You guys, yeah. are seasoned professionals or whatever, you've been doing this for years. I couldn't do what you're doing. Change that language and speak to a seasoned professional and say to them, you're really good at what you do. How do you do that? How could I become as good as you? Or how could I learn my first steps on the path to whatever it's going to be? Path to mastery. Path to mastery. I remember saying math to pastry and once. That's why I had to throw that in. You just to see throw if that he, one in he, He's done it. He's learned it. Yeah, that was live. That was actually in a live webinar. We can edit this bit out, but I'm not going to. So yeah, I, I went to say path to mastery and said math to pastry, and I think which is fine. Nobody noticed at all, apart from the That's people that laughed out loud that was most of them <laughs> but it doesn't matter you will make mistakes and everybody makes mistakes like us with the seasoned professionals yeah. same after past three and as you were just saying if you go to somebody and ask for their help and say i'm trying to learn this i've seen what you can do and i really admire you and it's what i want to do it's highly unlikely that they're going to turn around and say oh no i'm not helping you because they know where you are they've been there and they will be absolutely delighted and quite proud i would imagine to be able to help you and the fact that you've asked for it so never let fear of asking for help from somebody that's really really good i'm sure 99.9% of the times they'd love to help you so we have a network marketing business as well with an amazing company called Utility Warehouse. But do you remember when we spoke at our first ever event and it was in front of about 750,000 mm. people? We spoke on stage and the guy that organised the event, his name's Wes Linden. He's a world speaker who's spoken on stage at ridiculously big conferences. Now, he rang me the next day and said, oh, Mark, really, really enjoyed that. I've got some feedback for you on how you can improve your public speaking would you like me to tell you? Now, at that point there, I'm thinking, world-class public speaker is offering to give us some feedback. What am I going to say? Of course. And he told us a few little tips, shared a few little tips with us that really, really helped us to enhance our public speaking. And one thing that we done on that day was we tried to cram so much into a 15-minute slot. He went, pick one thing. And it was that one little bit of advice about summarising and giving one story, one tool in that 15-minute slot really, really worked. And that helped us to move on. So thanks, Wes, if you're listening to this podcast. We really appreciate <laughs> of that. Is. Yeah, of course he is. So that's obviously a story about us improving something that I'd like to think we were already pretty good at. But let's go back to somebody who's starting out. They want to accomplish something. They want to achieve a goal. And maybe they're feeling a little bit nervous. So how does this role of self-efficacy play a part in that? Basically, most people, they can identify their goals, like you just said, and maybe things that they want to change and things that they want to achieve. But this is the key. People have these ideas, but they're not quite sure of how to put those plans into action. But using yourself efficacy actually plays a major role in how those goals tasks and talent challenges are actually approached so people with high self-efficacy or belief have a strong sense of being able to develop a deeper interest in the activity in which they want to participate so for example you your singing and your guitar playing it's something that you've always had an interest in. And until you've now had the chance to be able to do it, your self-efficacy around that was probably quite low. 
But now, because you've developed that deeper interest, then that your self-efficacy is high in terms of your belief and your that you think that you could actually do this now. I am going to be the next... Who's your favourite singer? Well, I, I, I want to bon play... Jovi. Sweet, <laughs> bon Jovi. I want to play Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. But yeah, that's a really, really good point because I've actually quit playing the guitar many times because I couldn't play that yeah. song. And that's the yeah. way people fall down. They have a desire and a want to do something, but because they're not very good at it to start with and they make more mistakes, they just go, that's it. fixed so, mindset, not doing that anymore. Yeah. So you form a, a stronger sense of commitment to your interests and your activities because it's something that you believe that you can do. The other thing for people with a high self-efficacy is they recover quickly from setbacks and disappointments because of that high level of self-belief. So when something doesn't go very well and you're not learning as quickly as you want to or you fail at something, because you have that belief and desire and commitment and want to achieve it, you can bounce back even quicker. Yeah, I guess that goes for us with public speaking. We've been doing that for so many years now. There's times where we've messed things up or we haven't maybe connected with the audience or somebody's put down how dare they some poor feedback (laughs) but it's easier to bounce back and say okay maybe we weren't so good that day or okay maybe that just wasn't quite pitched right and we can bounce back very quickly if that had happened on day one it would have been a lot harder to deal with yeah and the other great thing about having that absolute belief that you're going to achieve something is when you are faced with a challenging problem You face them as tasks to be mastered, as opposed to tasks to walk away from. The path to mastery. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Or the path to mastery, as I once said, live on a webinar. (laughs) But as you can see, the role of this is that whole positivity, isn't it? It's that belief. Now is your moment to achieve and to be able to walk the path of believing in yourself. I love that. How to walk the path of believing in yourself, taking those small steps every single day towards your goal and jumping over those little obstacles that might get in the way. Well, we've talked a lot about self-belief today. So I believe that you will get so much from our website, which is futuretoolbox.co.uk, loaded with lots of tools. You can get even more on our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. TikTok. Uh, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel and watch loads of really useful videos on there. Plus we're on LinkedIn because we are... We are everywhere. We are indeed. <laughs> so we look forward to catching you all next week. Have a great week. See you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for the Z2A of Life Skills with Jules and Mark of the Future Toolbox. Don't forget to head over to their website, which is futuretoolbox.co.uk, where you can find lots of free resources, plus a host of books in the store, as well as subscribing to the membership site. Follow Future Toolbox Instagram, TikTok and Facebook at Future Toolbox and subscribe to their YouTube channel too.